Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org slash walk. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress inside of me. If I can't find something to be glad about, I'll search longer and harder with all of my mind. I wish you'd just give him some glory in this place tonight. Ah, with all of my might. Man. Look at your neighbor say, God's been too good to you for you to be acting like that. Now tell him, take 15 seconds and go crazy. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. You made ways out of no way. Hallelujah. 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 Do me a favor. Grab the hand of the person next to you. Grab the hand of the person next to you. And just span the aisles. It's all right. Span the aisles. Grab the hand of the person next to you. I want you to pray for that person standing on your right-hand side tonight. If you're on the Internet campus, just touch yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for that person on your right-hand side tonight. Pray strength into them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray for that person on the left-hand side tonight. Squeeze it so that they know you're praying for them tonight. Speak life into you. Speak joy into them. We speak peace into them. We declare that tonight they're going to receive something that they're going to be able to implement and make changes in their life. We declare that they're the head and not the tail. They're above and never beneath. They're always overcoming, never being overcome. Now just lift those hands towards heaven. Father, tonight we declare we're ready to receive from you. We declare that you're going to speak in this house tonight. And we thank you for giving us strategic direction. So that when we move forward in those things you've ordained, people would know that you're with us. Father, manifest yourself in our lives so that even when our enemies see us, they'll say, I know God is walking with them. Speak to us tonight, Father. We thank you. We shake off all of the issues we may have encountered this week. And we shake off all of the issues we may have encountered today. And we declare we're ready to receive your word. And it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Amen. Encourage somebody next to you. Look at them. Tell them you look wonderful. Tell them you look wonderful. Hallelujah. Good evening, Harvest. Before, before you have your seats, before you have your seats, uh, I want you to just lift your butt. Y'all know how we do things now. I don't know what y'all. I, I, I want tonight, say tonight. Tonight, I'm going to be teaching something that is very important, and I need everybody in here to take notes. So even if you're the person that says you're not going to take notes, I want to encourage you that you're going to take notes tonight. Somebody say, why, Bishop? Because tonight, what I'm going to give you is, is you need it, and you need it right now. And it's very simple, and it's very practical, but you need it, and you need it when? Right now. Amen. So you're going to take good notes tonight. Lift your Bible out. Let's make our confession of faith together. We're going to look at several scriptures. So once we make our confession of faith, you can be seated. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word. Well, hold on. That ain't it. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. As you take your seats, just look at your neighbor and say, you need a life plan. Need a life plan. Need a life plan. You can be seated tonight. Uh, uh, tonight, we're going to deal with strategy. Say strategy. A lot of the times Christians like to rely on chance and happenstance and they like to call it God. And so tonight what we're going to do is talk about strategy. No, nobody goes to war without a strategy. Uh, nobody starts a company without a strategy. Uh, nobody uh, does anything of any great success without having a strategy. Say strategy. So tonight I want to teach you, and tonight we had our students remain in the auditorium as well, because tonight uh, I want us uh, as a body to move, be able to move forward with a strategic life plan. Say strategic life plan. So I've already told you you need a pen and a pad so you can take some good notes, and I'm going to also uh, uh, encourage you, admonish you to get the CD from tonight because we're going to cover a lot of things tonight. Now, first scripture I want you to flip to is Psalm 37 and 5. Psalm 37 5. We're going to talk about a strategic life plan. Some people don't plan because they think that when you're a Christian, to have a plan is to be anti-spiritual. And in fact, it's the opposite. To not have a plan is to be anti-spiritual. If you don't have any idea of where you're trying to go, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, you are never going to accomplish it. There's two kinds of people in here uh, at the Royal Campus or that are watching online. There's two kinds of folks. The first kind of folks are the folks that life is going to happen to them. Which means they're going to fall victim to whatever happens. And so if a good day happens, then a good day happens. If a bad day happens, a bad day happens. If they're successful in life, great. If not, then they'll die and say, well, I guess it wasn't God's will for me to have any success. Okay? Which is a lie, by the way. The second kind of person tonight, uh, which I'm hoping you are, the second kind of person is a person that says, I'm going to happen to life. Bishop, what, what do you mean I'm going to happen to life? Which means I'm going to use everything that God has given me, and I'm going to use it to the fullest advantage to, for God to get the glory out of my life. Which means when people look at my life, they will celebrate my God because they'll know that it would not be possible except by my God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, Psalm 37, 5, it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also on him, and he shall do what? 
bring it to pass. Now, so when we talk about a plan, the first thing we got to understand is that our plans must be committed to the Lord. What does that mean? It literally means when you're in the process of putting together a plan, you say, Father, I commit my plan to you. Now, what is that going to do? What you're saying is, God, here's my plan. But I'm giving it to you so that if you want to change it, which I need to just tell you up front, he will. That I gave you something to work with. Touch your neighbor and say, give God something to work with. God looked at Moses. He said, Moses, I want you to be deliverer for the children of Israel. Moses said, I've never seen a deliverer. I don't know what a deliverer is. The only thing that the Hebrews have known is 430 years of poverty and 430 years of slavery. We don't know anything different. So I don't have a point of reference to know how to do this, God. God said, listen, I don't want to hear all of that. Stop your mining. Stop your complaining. Stop talking. Moses said, but God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. I didn't do this. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to the right college. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. You know, the same kind of stuff that you be saying. Well, this happened to me. Well, I had a bad marriage. Guess what? You ain't the only one. 50% of Americans have bad marriages. Welcome to the club. And if it's your second one, 67% of them did. And if it's your third, 73% of them did. So you, that's just the way it works sometimes. Because you didn't have a plan. Okay. Again, God says, Moses, look at what's in your hand. Show me what's in your hand. He said, well, I have this rod. Uh, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. You already have something that you need to give God to work with. Commit your plans, or your way rather, to the Lord. And way here really deals with plans. Trust also in him, and he'll do what? Bring it to pass. Which means then, I'm giving God something to work with so that God has something to bring to pass. To understand this. Now, we're going to walk through this thing tonight. You'll shout, and that's good, but I want you to get more notes than, than shouting. But shouting is good, too. Now, look at this. Hear me. Your pain is your pulpit. Your tragedy is your teacher. And your gifts are what's attacked because that's what makes you unique. Okay? You need to look at your life and find out where you have the greatest adversity. Because where you have the greatest adversity is the place in which you are supposed to have the greatest success. Think of it this way. Uh, when you're building a great building, you have to dig a deep foundation. The higher the building, the deeper the foundation. So then if it's true that pain is your pulpit, then if your pain represents a pit, the deeper the pit of your pain represents the landmark you're supposed to build above that place. Say str strategic. So, now, look at the areas of your life that, that, that there have been issues. Look at the areas of your life where you've had attack. Look at the areas of your life uh, where there's been pain. You look at those areas, and then those are the areas that you need to begin to explore when you're talking about a life plan. Many people, many people run from things because they're difficult. <laughs> okay? If you run from stuff because it's always difficult, then the only thing you will be able to accomplish is what you've accomplished. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say strategic life plan. Okay, so we understand this first concept is, is that we need to commit our plans to who? The Lord, and he'll do what? Bring it to pass. All right, now, now, now watch this. I told you tonight to bring some cutouts. Who's got your cutouts? Bless you. Oh, my, this whole side of the church is in rebellion. Oh, Lord. Where's my, uh, 
No, I, no, I ain't gonna do it tonight. We broadcasting. Ooh, but when them cameras turn off. All right, put your head up again if you, if you honor. Okay, Father, I pray that for their obedience, Father, that you would give them a hundredfold return on whatever seed they have in the ground. If they have none in the ground, I suggest they get something in the ground tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I asked you to bring cutouts tonight, and obviously some of you didn't have the time to do it. Uh, but, but I asked you to bring cutouts uh, to do one thing. Uh, the place you begin in life and the place we do anything significant from is a place of inspiration. Write down the word inspiration. Write it down. Inspiration. Okay. What inspires you? What inspires you? Okay. Some, some people say, Bishop, I don't, I don't get, ins uh, nothing inspires me. Well, then we got a problem. What inspires you? Is it, is it, is it uh, you know, a TV show you watch? And you say, wow, I'd love to have that car. I'd love to have that this. I'd love to have that that. What, what inspires you? Ask your neighbor. Say, what inspires you? What inspires you? What inspires you? Okay. Now, 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 now I want you to think of, uh, of this. I asked you to bring the, the cutouts so that you could, you could uh, begin to visualize inspiration. So the things that you brought tonight, I assume you brought them, and I presume you brought them, because there are things that are inspirational to you. Okay. All right. So just, just let's have a little interactive church. Just name something that you brought with you tonight. Just name one of the cutouts you brought with you. Somebody, anybody, just, some, just name something. Go ahead. A house, a car, okay. Soul winning, okay. Joy, a picture of joy, okay. Happily married couple, what else? Somebody. How, what's that? Luggage, okay. So, so, so you want to travel, all right. Okay, godly friendships, okay. Vacation, okay, great, great. Uh, vacation, you just stick around Denver. Yesterday was 20 and today it was 60. <laughs> no matter what weather you want, it got it, Okay, all right, all right, say inspiration. Okay, watch this, watch this. The purpose of me having you to bring the cutouts is to do something that everybody tonight needs to do. So if you didn't do it, all right, praise the Lord, I need you to do it tonight. Now, Bishop, why do you need me to do it? Because this is your life. So now, if you're happy and 100% satisfied with your life, well, then fine, don't do this. But if you say, Bishop, there's some areas in my life I'd like to see some things improve and to change and so on and so forth, then you need to do this. You need to be inspired. Great plans don't come from depression. If you're depressed, sitting at the home, uh, sitting at your house, got all the, all the lights off, got all the blinds closed, sitting up with the air on under some covers, and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you are not going to come up with any great plans or be inspired to do anything great because you don't have, watch this, an atmosphere of inspiration. Say Inspiration. All right, so I, I had you to get the cutouts, and if you didn't do it, you've, you've got to do it. Uh, one, one of the things I do uh, is to create an, an, an atmosphere or an environment of inspiration is that every single praise report that's ever sent in or every single thank you card or Father's Day card or whatever kind of card or the, you know, that, that somebody gives me, I keep every single one of them, and I make collages, uh, or I have made collages, because uh, I'm not very good at, you know, because I like things symmetrical. And I like straight lines and, you know, and so, and so, so I, collages are made with every single thing that comes in and I have them all up around my office, all up around different places where, where I, where I frequent for this one reason. It's because I know that there's going to be a moment 
where I'm going to not be inspired. I know that there's going to be a moment where somebody crazy is going to do something. And in that moment, my humanity is going to say, now, Lord, y'all ain't saying nothing. I already know that there's going to be things that are going to come against me. So what I do is I create an environment of inspiration so that every time I walk out of my office, no matter how bad I feel, I'm looking at literally hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of inspirational things. And so when you feel weak, when you feel tired, when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling mad, if you can keep yourself inspired, you're going to be able to succeed at whatever it is that you set your hand to. Say inspiration. Say it again, inspiration. All right, so I told you to get the cutouts so you can create an atmosphere of inspiration. If you, if you don't like the idea of cutouts, well, then you need to go buy you some art that inspires you. Go to Hobby Lobby and get you some of that stuff they, you know, they be having. You know, I got, at, in my home, I have stuff up all around my home talking about excellence and all this kind of stuff because I need to be inspired. Because you already know life is going to throw some stuff at you that is going to be anti-inspirational. So rather than letting it happen and say, oh, God, no, say, I knew you were coming, and that's why I created this so I can see it. It's not enough to say it. You have to see it. Inspiration has to be seen, not just said. Let me, let me prove it to you. Somebody can say, I love you. and say, oh, that makes you feel good. But when they give you something and say, I love you, you feel, well, all right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, ladies, it's one thing for them to say, oh, I care so much about you. Oh, that's so nice. But then, okay, take me somewhere and show me that you care. <laughs> Y'all not saying nothing. <laughs> All right? All right. So, purpose of the cutouts, and if you don't like the cutouts, get some, get, some, get some artwork or do something. You need to get something that can inspire you. So, the first thing we're looking at with creating a strategic life plan is that we need to commit it to the Lord. Before we even start talking about it, we say, God, I commit my plans to you, and I commit my life to you. This is about you. And when you pray that prayer, and when you have that statement, then the next thing you need to do is create an atmosphere of inspiration. Figure out what inspires you, and then put it up so you see it all the time. So on your cell phone, uh, you need to put a picture on there that inspires you. On my cell phone, I, I have, when I was flying a helicopter um, a few months ago, uh, for a few minutes they let me fly, or a few seconds um, they, let me, they let me fly. But it counted because I did it, so it counted. It was long enough to count. And, uh, and so for a few seconds, and, and I got these great shots of downtown Denver from, from, a, from 500 feet above the city or whatever it was. And, uh, and I got these great shots, and that's the screensaver that I keep on my phone so that every time I see my phone, I'm reminded of my assignment to this region. Y'all not get what I'm saying. I told you to take good notes because this is so simple. You want me to, you, you, you want to fight the devil. No, you need to inspire yourself. Because I just woke up in the devil. The devil wasn't doing nothing to you. You need to get inspired. Okay? You need to get inspired. You need to have an atmosphere of inspiration. Everything you see needs to be inspiring you. On, 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 my, on my desktop, on my computer, I have Mufasa. Or, you know, his cousin or something. I mean, it, you know. I have a lion, okay, and that's, that's lots of spiritual meanings and lots of different things, uh, but, but it's inspirational to me. When I see lions, I'm inspired because they're a king of the jungle, Revelation 1-6, and he has made us to be kings and priests. Now, maybe you don't want a lion. Maybe you want a gorilla. Okay, what, whatever you need, you need to be inspired. Ask your neighbor again. Say, what inspires you? 
if you can keep yourself inspired, you're going to be able to accomplish something great. So that was the purpose of the cutouts. Now, let me say this. The cutouts doesn't mean that you're going to literally have the thing you cut out. So I don't want you to think because you cut out a $30,000 Rolex that God is going to get. Now, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying this isn't genie in a bottle, okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? But it, it just simply means that you're striving for greater. Anybody in here tonight striving for greater? Say, God, I'm thankful for what you've done. I'm, I, I love you for what you've done, but I'm striving for greater in my life. And if you're a young person in here tonight, you need to know you can strive for greater. You do not have to wait to start living until you graduate and get out of your mom and them house or your father's house. You can start building a life now. But I just want to have fun. I'm a kid. Listen, let me tell you something. So did Tiger Woods' friends. They just wanted to have fun. They just wanted to have fun. But you know what Tiger was out there doing? Can I go to the party? Nope. Go get that golf bag. So he's able to command millions and millions and millions of dollars because he was willing to do what other people were not willing to do. And when you're willing to do what everybody else won't do, you're able to have what everybody else can't have. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Don't you look at people that are doing well and successful and get angry at them. You don't know what they're doing and what they had to do in order to achieve that. Just the neighbor said, you don't know how much I had to pay. You don't, you don't know how much I had to pay. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, 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 so the first thing you got to do what? Commit your plans to the Lord. Okay? And that's not just a prayer, but it's a statement. Every day and every time I, I, I pray, when I'm meeting some, with someone, I say something like this. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit this time into your hands. Everything I do, I want to give it back to him so that I'm no longer responsible for the outcome. You didn't hear what I just said. Everything I do, I want to give it back to him so I can say, well, God, I put it in your hands. So if it didn't work out, that ain't on me. I gave it to you. When you got it in your hands, now you got to be concerned whether or not it's going to work. But man, when you put that thing into the Lord's hands, are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, all right. Now look at this, look at this, look at this. Uh, the second thing you got to do is what? Create an atmosphere of inspiration. Everything around you should inspire you. Everything around you should inspire you. Okay? Now, connected to that inspiration, there's probably some phone numbers and emails you need to delete because they are anti-inspiration. It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. You want to know when I can tell somebody's getting ready to really mess up in life? Okay, I guess not. <laughs> That's fine. Let me, say it to, let me say it to you another way. I won't pose a question. I'll, I'll, I'll pose it to you this way. People mess up in life when they have wrong relationships. Read your Bible. Every great man or woman in this book that failed, failed because of a relationship. And you sitting up here chasing it and God says, I needed to get them up out of here because that was the reason nothing was working for you. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing? That's why Samson had to get rid of Delilah. Why? Because Delilah's name means one who weakens or makes poor. Now, Delilah doesn't have to be a woman. A Delilah could be your cousin. A Delilah could be your brother. Y'all not saying nothing. Whenever I begin to track and people meet with me and I, and I say, okay, let's figure out where things went wrong. It is always because of a relationship. Always. 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 There is no exceptions to the rule. None. Always. Now, relationship that doesn't mean dating or, mar or, or, or marital. It means friendship. Any kind of relational interaction. Got it? So, so you got to create an atmosphere and space, which means sometimes you're going to have to remove people 
and circumstances and situations in your life that are not inspirational. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, I hear one of you saying, see, Bishop, I'm going to quit tomorrow because my boss is not inspirational. That's not what I said. That's, that's not what I said. No, 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 no. You don't have no control over that. Matter of fact, that's designed to, to, to make you reap what you can sow. It's real quiet. Okay. Say inspiration. All right. Okay. So, so got to create an atmosphere of inspiration. Now, the third thing, third thing. <clears throat> Here's the question you got to ask yourself. Here's the question. What do you want to see, have, or accomplish? What do you want to see, have, or accomplish? What do you want to see, have, or accomplish? What do you want to see, have, or accomplish? Now, here's why it's important to know that. It's important to know that because if you don't know where you're going, imagine getting in a car without any direction or understanding of where you're going. But that's how many people live. They're just driving. <laughs> where are you going? Just down the street. <laughs> and the problem with doing that is you know what you end up doing? You end up wasting gas. Natural. Here's the spiritual. You end up getting tired, and you ain't even done nothing to be tired about. Because I'm just so tired. Well, what have you done? I went to work today, and everybody did that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What do you want to see, have, or accomplish? Jesus had a strategic understanding of what he wanted to see, have, or accomplish because one of the first things you hear him say is the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he's anointed me to preach the gospel. Jesus said, I know why I'm here. I'm here to set some people free. I'm here to get on that cross. I'm here to die and pay the price for their sins. So Jesus lived his life with intentionality because he knew what he wanted to see, have, or accomplish. What do you want to see, have, or accomplish? Now, here's, here's what some of you think. I just want to be happy. What does that mean, though? Because for some people, for some people, happy is being in a relationship where it's just a good business deal. You don't really, you know, you ain't really into them or love them or nothing. It just works out. No, and you're looking at me like you're crazy. No, that, that's, that's reality. For some people, for some people, they want to have a, a greater interaction, and they don't, they don't care nothing about finances. They could live under a boat, they, you know, whatever. They don't care. Okay? Happy, what does that mean? That's why you got to start if you follow the steps of the work. That's why you need an atmosphere of what? Inspiration. Because if you know what inspires you, then you know what makes you happy. Okay? So don't, don't go around, I just want to be happy in life. Well, you need to figure out what that means for you. What does that mean for you? Okay? What does that mean for you? Because happy is directly connected to happenings. What's happening? What's going on? Somebody tell me what's going on. Okay? Y'all still here? Now, here's the more important question. Here's the more important question. Why? What do you want to see, have, or accomplish, and why? The why is more important because the why uh, is crucial to you continuing to pursue the what. The why is more important because it's, it's important for you to know the why so it gives you the ammunition to pursue the what. Okay? So let's say, let's say you, want to, you want to go back to school. Okay? Was that anybody's thing? That's one of your things? You, you want to go back to school, get a degree? Okay, great. That's fantastic. Okay, great. So here's the deal. Why? 
Okay. Well, because are you trying to prove something? Do you want to make more money on your job? Do you, why? Or are you bored and need something to do? If that's the case, you need to dial 303-695-5220 after you complete the Dream Team orientation so that you can, we got plenty of stuff for you to do. If you're bored, I got something for you to do now. <laughs> or you dial 877-55-BISHOP, either way, they'll pick up. All right? Why? Some, some, some of you may have a picture of, of, uh, of a house. Why you want a house? Why you want it? Because somebody told you that's the American dream? Well, whose dream? Well, Bishop, you need to be a homeowner. That, that's true, but, but that needs to actually be true because you're not a homeowner until you've paid it off. Y'all are saying nothing. Only thing you own is what you can pay down on principle. That's the only thing you own. Wells Fargo owned that house. I'm, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. Key Bank owns that house. You don't own that house. Bishop, I'm on the deed, and baby, stop paying them. You're going to quickly be off that deed. Now, I'm not, now let, me, let me be clear. Let me be clear, because all the renters are like, see? <laughs> okay, so, no. <laughs> so, look, I, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. My question is, why? 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 May have a picture of a car. Maybe you got a maybe you got a nice sports car, nice two door coupe. All right. Maybe a young person. You got a two door coupe. You saw this little small little red thing, and that's the car you want. The little coupe. Okay. Why you want that? Now it doesn't have to be some deep philosophical reason. Well, Bishop, because I had a dream and the Lord spoke to me, and it have to be deep. But there needs to be a why, because the why will drive how you pursue the what. Okay, uh, I, I was I was uh, I, I was uh, watching this show the other day, and uh, they were talking about uh, there was this this um, um, this couple, and uh, the the they asked the husband. They said, "Well, do you, you know, do you do you um, do you love your wife?" And he said, "I don't want to fail." <laughs> so so then why? So then why are them you seeking help? You're not seeking help because, you, because, because there's love. You're seeking help because you don't want to fail. So then the why determines why you won't do what's necessary to get the what. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You got to know the why. Tell your neighbor, say, you need to know why. The why will drive how you pursue the what. Okay? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So you want more money. Why? Why do you want more money? You know, because I just, you know, is it you want more money to show all the people who, while you was coming up and made fun of your stuff, you want to show them, look, I became something? No, I'm just saying, I mean, is, is that why? Or, or do you want more money, you know, because, so, I mean, what? So, what, what are you going to do with it? People say, Bishop, I just need to win the Powerball. What would you do with it? Do you know that most people that win the lottery, within four or five years, they're broke? Could you imagine winning $20 million. Let's not even get to the superpower ball. I'm talking about just a little golf ball. Could you imagine winning $20 million? Million dollars. And being broke in five years? What, what have you been doing? How you spend $20 million in three years? 
There's a show. They made a reality show about it. Lottery changed my life. And they have some folk on there, and it sure did change their life. Because you think if you had more, it'd be better. But with no plan, more is not going to be anything but help you get lower faster. You don't have a plan for your money. He gives you more, but all you're going to do is spend it faster. You're going to be up there at them casinos? <laughs> I don't think y'all got that issue in Denver, but down south, they're working on that. Somebody say, why? why? All right, now let's get into this a, a little further. Y'all all right tonight? All right, this is strategic life plan. This is strategic stuff, okay? Now, I want you to think of your plan or your life like a track, like a, uh, you know, a, a, a track you go and, and run around, you know, the oval, the track. You got it? Say, my life, my life. Tonight, tonight is like a track, okay? So as we move through these next few things, I want you to think of it a, a, as a track, okay? Now, watch this. Uh, we already talked about the first thing you got to do is what? Commit your plans to the Lord. And that's not just a prayer, but that's a lifestyle. That's an action. Because if we give it to him, then he's responsible for the outcome. What's the second thing? Okay, next thing. And why? And why? Why? Tell me why, why? All right, got it? Now, here's the next thing. Here's the next thing, okay? Okay. Uh, if, 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 and we talked about inspiration. Here's the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, well, go to Proverbs 21.5. Go to Proverbs 21.5. Proverbs 21.5. Proverbs 21.5. Y'all all right? It's time for you to do some great stuff in life. I said it's time for you to do some great stuff in life. You were not created to live from a paycheck to another paycheck. You weren't built to live that way. You just weren't built that way. You were not built to be begging, borrowing, and you weren't, you weren't built for that. Scripture says he'll make you the lender, not the borrower. But can I, can, I, can I just give you a little revelation tonight? I'm trying to keep it real simple. Can I give you a little revelation tonight? Some of you say, God, I just thank you. You praise the Lord. I'm the lender, not the borrower. And Lord, use me, and Lord, use me. What you don't understand is being the lender, not the borrower, is not just in money. Because some of you wonder why you, you, you're the strong one and everybody comes to you and everybody issues they do to you and all this kind of stuff. And then you sit back and get mad and say, ain't nobody there for me. You know, nobody pray for me. And when I'm going through something, ain't nobody there. And I help my kids through this. And when I'm going through something, they do this. And I did it. Can I tell you something? It's because he's teaching you to be the lender. You didn't hear what I said. He's teaching you to be the lender and not the bar. But if you can't learn how to lend help, you ain't going to show enough going to lend no Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? High five your neighbor. Say, you the lender, baby. Not the bar. So that's why people come to you. And don't you expect nothing from them people. You expect your repayment from the Lord. If they never say thank you, if they never say I appreciate you, if they never say you did a good job, it don't matter because the Lord is going to repay me. Mm -mm. No, I'm the lender, baby. I ain't mad that 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 didn't nobody. Oh, that your people get mad, and I and I'm told I was sick, and then none of my friends called me. But when they be sick, I be called. Listen, forget it. You're the lender, not the bar. <laughs> Proverbs twenty-one five. The plans of the what diligent lead surely to what plenty. Okay, now if, if you got a lot of us use digital Bibles, if you got an old school Bible, underline diligent, underline plenty. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is what? Hasty, surely to poverty. 
So here's where we're going to transition you from. Because most people have, have never, let's just be honest, most people have never been taught how to live. Can we be honest about that? Your mama and them and daddy and them showed you what they knew, who showed them what they knew, who showed them what they knew. The problem is nobody ever really taught them. Generally speaking, you understand what I'm saying? Most people live by, by haste and by experiment rather than on purpose and by design. So look at the second part of the verse. He says, but to, uh, but to those, uh, everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. So look at it now. We're going to transition you from the B part of the verse after the but to the A part of the verse. Amen. Say, I'm getting in front of the but. Because when you're behind the but, you're going to be broke. But those of everyone who is hasty. What, what does this mean? What does this mean? Hasty here deals with this. It just means that you just wake up and just whatever, wherever the wind blows is what you're doing. So in January, you want to be a nurse. In March, you want to be a teacher. In, in July, you want to be a doctor. Uh, uh, by January of the next year, you abandoned all of that, and now you want to preach full time. And then by March of the following year, now you want to start an ice cream shop. That's hasty. The wind's blowing you. By January, you want to stay in your house. By February, you don't really want the house no more. By March, you're thinking about just joining some gypsies and just moving around. It's hasty. There's no plan. So the Bible tells you you're going to be what? Broke. And worse than broke, because it doesn't say broke. It says poverty. Poverty is a mindset. Poverty, let me tell you what poverty says, because you could have $2 million in the bank and still be in poverty. Poverty is a mindset that says the level you've achieved is the highest level you'll ever go. So if you think the highest you'll ever go is the money you currently got in your bank, you're in poverty. Doesn't matter if it's $2 in there or $20 million in there. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now touch your neighbor and say, I got a transition to be diligent, not hasty. Diligent people make decisions based off of the plan. Even when those decisions may not have immediate payback or immediate gratification. So the diligence say, I, I'm going to have to take X amount of dollars because I need to get some seed in the ground so I can get out of debt. So I'm going to sow this, which means I, I can't have no, uh, I can't eat out this week. I can't eat out this month because I got to get some seed in the ground. I got to do this. I need to do this. So that means I can't, I can't go uh, to get my new Christian Louboutins. Uh, 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 I can't go. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I can't, I can't go get my new this. I can't go get my new this because I got to be diligent. Because even though it may not pay off right now, it will pay off. Because if I live like nobody else, one day I'm going to live like nobody else I think there's some after but people or some before but people in here that say I'm transitioning to being diligent I'm going to live with a plan okay now watch this watch this put it back up the, the, the plans of the diligent the plans of the diligent put the scripture on the screen the plans of the diligent surely lead to plenty Okay, so that's pretty much a what? Guarantee. So say this. Say your name. 
Say, if you'll be diligent, you will have plenty. If you're hasty, you've been where you're going. You understand what I just said? You've been where you're going. That means you're going in circles. Okay? The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. So let's talk about how you plan diligently. Now, a life plan, that's a long time, right? You're talking about, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. They say people are living a little longer these days. Okay? And a plan is not work and then get Social Security. Ooh, because the way they budget... Your social security check gonna be about $38. (laughs) It's amazing. You pay all them people. They get a hundred and some thousand dollars a year and can't count. All right. Diligent. Okay, so to plan your life, you'd have to plan your years. To plan your years, though, you'd have to first plan your months. Follow it. But to plan your months, you have to start by planning your day. 99% of people do not plan their day. So they can't have plenty because the book says they're hasty. So the book says they have to think that what they have is the most they'll ever receive. Poverty. Okay. Now, here's where you start with this plan. You start with your day. But to plan your day, let's take it further. You have to plan your hours. To plan your hours, you'd have to plan your minutes. Now, we're not going to take it further than that. Starts with a plan for your day. What are you doing tomorrow? Here's the most thing. Well, I'm going to go to work. And then do what? Well, I'll just go to work, and I'm going to go to lunch, and then I'm going to go to Chipotle and get a naked brown rice and black beans with guacamole and lettuce. I'm just trying to get you something you can do on the fast. Uh, that's wonderful, my God. But hot and corn salsa. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right, and so, uh, and, and, and so we're on a 21-day fast, so if you're brand new or you're the first time you're hearing about that, we're, we're, we're doing a corporate fast, so we can't eat meat and other stuff. All right, now watch this. What are you doing tomorrow that has anything to do with moving forward? What are you doing tomorrow with, that has anything to do with what inspires you? Say, well, Bishop, I can't do what inspires me now because I, I got to work this job to make some money. Great. What do you do on lunch? Well, you know, I go eat and, you know, then I sit around and talk to my coworkers. Exactly. You sit around and you do nothing that has anything to do with what inspires you. So quiet in here tonight. I ain't never heard y'all this quiet. No, that's good. No, I know, I know, I know. That's good. No, I know, y'all. I know you, you, you're receiving. I understand. Okay? Got to plan your day. So here's what you got to do starting tonight. Don't wait till tomorrow. Let me tell you what. This is demonic. If you hear this, this is demonic. Well, just plan tomorrow. Or since it's the middle of the week, just wait and start in February. That's demonic. Devilish. Plan Thursday tonight. What's going to happen tomorrow? Now, some of that's already predetermined for you, right? Many of you, you know, have eight to five, whatever your situation is. So, you know, from this hour to this hour, I've got to be in this place doing this job. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, about how you should be doing what it is you're currently doing. All right. But when you go to lunch, okay, what are you doing? 
While you're in your car driving to work, what are you doing? Okay, ladies, let me just talk to y'all, because some of y'all in cause major backups. Your car is not the time to put on makeup and lipstick. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's not the time, nor the place. But Bishop, I'd just be rushing. You know why? Because you didn't plan. Had you planned, you would have got up. It's only 10 minutes extra you would have needed to put on your Mac or whatever it is you got on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Okay. What are you doing during the time you do have that's free? Okay, my students and my young people, what, what are you doing during the time uh, that, you know, you get give you these hours. How are they doing do now? You got an hour for your rest period. Okay, it only takes you 10 minutes to eat. All right, so what are you doing? What you doing the other 50 minutes? Well, basically, me and, me and little Shinkashay, we was going down to go to the 7-Eleven. Go to 7-Eleven for what? You're on the fast. And if you ain't on the fast... You wasted money. You know your mama didn't put that money on your school books. So you get your school lunch. <laughs> You're wasting time. And here's the, here's the trip about it. Is that time is not counting up, it's counting down. The Bible says there's an appointed time that your life here on earth expires. It's appointed. It's predetermined. It's appointed. And the problem is, is you don't know when that is. We're not counting up in time. We're counting down in time. So what are you doing with the time that you have? When you're driving to work, that's the perfect time. That's the perfect time to have the word, have those CDs playing, take you know, over, have them CDs playing, be receiving that word. That's the perfect time to be doing that. That's a great time uh, uh, to begin to, uh, to, to pray about additional things that you didn't do at the beginning of your day, so on and so forth. That's a great time to do that. That's a wonderful time to do that, rather than sitting on the phone. And then have you ever noticed how sometimes you can't reach nobody that you tried to call? Can I make an announcement to you? That's because God's trying to tell you, you're wasting time. They ain't talking about nothing. Say strategic life plan. What are you doing after work? What are you doing after work? Well, you know, I drove home. What did you do during the drive? What did you do during the drive that was constructive? Okay. You say you want to start a business, so I, I hope you were listening to an audio book about that field. I hope that's what you were doing, since that's what you said you want to do. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Okay, all right, all right. When you get home, and, you know, you're going through your routine, and whatever your routine is, you're cooking, whatever. Okay, okay what are you doing that's constructive? Okay, all right. What, 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 watching them, them housewives is not helping you do nothing. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong or, you're, or anything for that. What I'm saying is that what is that helping you accomplish except seeing what somebody else has accomplished? And they're sitting there making millions of dollars off of you. Okay? What, what are you doing that's productive? What are you doing that's accomplishing something? Okay? When you're working out. <laughs> Everybody said, mm, right there. <laughs> When you're working out, let me tell you, I, when I work out, that is one of the, the best times for me. I mean, because I'd be, I be going hard, too, because I mean, I'd, I'd be going hard. And when I'd be going hard, I mean, me and the Lord, we'd be having some incredible dialogue. I mean, because we'd be going, and my heart rate be going all this here. I mean, it's an incredible time. What are you doing that's productive that has anything to do with moving forward? Or are you sitting there, you were listening to J-Lo? Or whoever, you know, whatever. 
I listened to Beyonce. Beyonce got her money. She got her house, she got her car, she got her joy, she got her travel baggage, all this stuff y'all had up. She got hers. It's time for you to get yours. Okay. Now, again, I'm not saying that listening to music is wrong. What I'm saying is that how is that helping you to do anything that's, that, that's moving you forward? Every minute of the day you have is a gift. Every, every hour you have in the day is a gift. Every day you have is a gift. Every week is a gift. Every month is a gift. Everything you have is a gift. But what are you doing with it? Give him something to work with. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.